Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones, and has lifted up the lonely. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months, and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. While I was in seminary, some seminarians and I got the opportunity and we traveled to Spain and, and the cathedral in Tarragona, Spain, which is kind of a medium-sized city in Spain. There was this interesting and fascinating depiction of the Assumption of Our Lady, in which she was depicted, as she typically is, with folded hands. But something that was kind of fascinating about the image itself was that in her folded hand, or over the top of her folded hands, there was this white cloth. And the seminarians and I, of course, one of the things that really gets seminarians going is a religious art mystery, right? What the heck does this mean? What is this about? And as we were trying to figure it out, finally one of my confreres popped into his head and he realized what it was. He's like, it's the Manaturgia. I'm like, oh. And the Manaturgia is this tradition that whenever a newly ordained priest, after, shortly after he is ordained and has his hands consecrated with sacred chrism as we do at our confirmation or baptism, he wipes that extra oil from his hands with basically a fancy handkerchief that he then gives to his mother at his first mass. And then the tradition goes that whenever his mother dies, she will then be buried with that manaturgia in her folded hands, so that whenever she goes to the gates of heaven and the Lord asks her, what did you do for me? She'll say, I gave you my son as a priest. And so this image of the assumption that is in that particular cathedral is a reminder that Jesus is the first perfect high priest. But also it gives us a clue into what the real meaning of this day is all about. Because also the meaning of that gift that we appear before the Lord and he asked, what have you done? Mary could say that she gave her son totally and completely back to him who gave her her son in the first place. And the reason why we celebrate this day in which Mary is ascended into heaven, sucked up beyond us, taken body, soul into heaven, the reason why Pope Pius X, Pope Pius XII, sorry, declared this a dogma, 
something that he held by all the faithful, is because the reason why Mary is taken up into heaven is because she perfectly gave everything to back to God the Father. He gave her everything in the first place. She is the master of the gift. She was first given everything by God her Father. She was kept free from the stain of original sin. And then throughout her life, she responded perfectly to God's will in her, receiving whatever he gave her as a gift. Whether it was at the Annunciation, when she joyfully received the gift of Jesus Christ, the incarnate word, for the salvation of the world, our Messiah. Despite knowing that people might ridicule her for having an early pregnancy, and then even throughout her life, she freely accepted that whenever the time of fulfillment came and Jesus began his public ministry, that as he began to go out, she again accepted that her son could no longer support her by his trade of carpentry, but instead followed him wherever he went. And then, of course, finally and most perfectly at the cross, she offered her son completely, totally, in union with his sacrifice on the cross, back to the, her heaven, his heavenly Father, allowing him to be offered up for the salvation of the world, that he who had never committed any sin died for our sins, for our wrongdoing, so we might be made perfect, so that we might obtain life through him. Mary again and again gives back to the Lord what was given to her in the first place. And I think this is a wonderful lesson for all of us to learn. Something that we have to learn again and again and again. That everything that we have received, your respective gift and talents, as each of us do, even ones that perhaps even have discovered or recognized ourselves yet. Whatever good things we have received in our life, material, spiritual, your children, families, friends, have all been given as a gift to you by your Heavenly Father. And that gift is to be received and then returned to the greater glory of God. Everything you and I have, everything we receive, have received, and will receive, is to be returned to Him who gave it to us in the first place. It is this wonderful gift, and Mary is the one who perfectly exemplifies, but also aids in this. Without Mary, it is so hard for us to really follow where we need to go. It is throughout my life that I have always found in the Blessed Mother, Mary, the most perfect, one who has always been there to guide me back to the right path. And when the path is unclear, whenever it's uncertain, that she's the one who always takes my hand and leads me back to her son. So will she do for each of us. That in the midst of our life, whatever we find ourselves in, she's always there to guide us, to help us to return to God the gifts that we have received back to him. I even try to remind parents oftentimes at baptisms that whenever your child is baptized, 
they are adopted by God as son or daughter of his, which means that they become his. And now, in many ways, you parent in his stead. You participate in his parenting. Parents, children, and everything is meant to be returned to God, cared for, given back, as something that God has first given to us. We act as stewards, not as others. And Mary, in being assumed into heaven, also gives us an insight into our own glory, our own destiny. That she was so perfect that she was able to enter body and soul into heaven, whereas the rest of us will have to suffer the earthly corruption of our bodies to be buried. You see, for us, Mary exemplifies that. She gives us a clue into what, at the end of time, the second coming of the Lord, what awaits each of us. Who trusts in her son, who trusts in her, who trusts in her heavenly father. Mary has gone on before us to show us the way to become masters of the gift of our son, the master of the gifts that we have received. So we might return to God who was first given to us, and in doing so, he will give us the greatest glory we could ever imagine whenever we go back to him and enjoy the heavenly world.